you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL Podcast is running out of money tags. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast presented by New Era. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined in a room filled with heroes, Connie Fox, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, people? Hey, Dan. Hey, hey, hey. Connie, you've returned. I'm back, and it feels so good to be back. Connie does. It has a little extra excitement today, and she's been gone so long she had to have a visitor's pass just to get on. <laughs> exactly. I'm wearing a visitor's <laughs> pass around my neck. I lost my work badge. Mm. I'm a mess. <laughs> it's been a while. I feel like it's been easily over a month, maybe two, since you've been on the show. I think the last, like, God, you were in France for the World Cup. Oh, it was crazy. That must have been wild. That was so, It was so much fun. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I was in Paris for the semis, and... People were commandeering trash trucks and climbing up monuments. Wait, commandeering trash trucks? They were just like uh, crawling all over it. And That's they were like felony, directing brother. the trash trucks. It was insane. It was so much fun. How many World Cups has uh, France won? I think they hadn't won since like the 80s. Do you feel oh, like no, they won no, like they 2008? Won, right? Yeah, because I remember. Oh, that's right. That's right. Zinedine Zidane. Yeah, I was, right. Zidane. was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, in yeah. Montreal when they won there. And the, the this kind of way off. Look, uh, World Cup is like not my forte, but <laughs> I like to in revel a, in it. We live in a post they won in, world. So they, <laughs> yeah. Unlike the 80s was the They last won in 98. was the last time they won. Okay. Do you feel so? 20 years. Significant. Did you feel while you were celebrating? Who were you with, by the way? So I was with John. Who? John Ronald Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf. John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs. Who so, else? John, Kristen. Got it. And um, my friend Miles, who uh, he now works at NFL Films. And who else were we with? We were with one other person. Oh, my friend Alexis. I don't know. It was a hazy period. It was a while ago. Did you it's a good fi- crew. Did you find – yes, it sounds like a great crew. Did you find that um, jumping into the middle of a country's, like, huge celebration – Maybe 
Maybe did you belong there? So did you earn the moment that everyone else had? That you asked me that because one of my buddies from college, he's French and his parents live in Paris. So he was there. And so he brought us into his group mm. of friends. So we were kind of like, this is awesome. John loves World Cup. I'm like, yeah, it's great when it's on, but I'm not one of these people right. who are like, oh my God, like Mbappe, he's amazing. You know, who he is. But, nice Mbappe ref. Hey. Um, <laughs> but so when we had our friend Alex there to like welcome us into the whole group, then like we were, they were painting our faces and we were just a part of it. It was hard not to be a part of when it. When you were in U- the UK, as their run was going on as well, right? Yeah. And that was uh, we went to Handsome Hank's like family pub there. Really, oh, wow. yeah. that? watched it. It was awesome. Yeah. Are there like pictures of Hank on the wall? There aren't. I was sad about that. <laughs> it was like a very nice, nice wow. pub. Now and we saw a bunch of there. ATN listeners too. Oh yeah, yeah, you had a tweet up as well. <laughs> yeah, we did. I was like, hey, how was that? It was awesome. Everybody was so. Was everyone cool. well behaved? Yeah, there was not like one weird person. Everybody was really, really amazing. Usually, there's a weirdo. Yeah, not, not a single one. weirdo. Not at this one. Tweet I swear. You know who women. you are. <laughs> Everybody was really, really cool. Thanks for coming out, guys. I always wanted to ask somebody who's been to France, did they actually say Zoot Alor there? Or is that something they only teach in like high school French class? I didn't hear that in it's my like, travels. Uh, oh, yeah. It's like an Zoo. Zoot 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 Alor. Yeah. No. I think it's like a product of I like just heard, 50 years ago. Oh, yeah. I'll did you uh, – you've been back east a lot too. You hit up yeah. any uh, community golf courses by any chance? <laughs> The no. history is God. very rich Dan. here. <laughs> it is good to have you back, Connie. Though I was talking to um, our producer for the Good Morning Football Weekend show, and he was like, I do want to get you guys out here. And I was thinking about going to the golf course maybe as like a bonding <laughs> thing. I was like, I don't want to go to a golf course. I know exactly where to no. go. <laughs> um, all right. Here we are. Friday. <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Hey. Just thinking of taking that little acronym scenario. What do you guys think? TGIF. How many – Days of the week are left for you to adopt. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm really all in, as you know, on Monday. On Monday Wednesdays, yeah. I've been on Wednesday's corner right, recently. You, you've had Wednesday for a while. <laughs> Friday, I've always been pounding the table. You're like a George you got Strait that song. Feeling. Yeah, it's our, it's just our so luck. I got four days left. Yeah, it's just our luck that those are our three tape days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today's Friday show, we're going to go through the news. Uh, yeah, Mark is not with us, by the way, as you probably could tell. He's alive. But he's just not with us. I think he's alive. And, and I would assume he'll be back on Monday. But, again, there is a weekend. And I'm big on the weekends, too. Saturday and Sunday. Huge, yeah. Flying about the weekends right now. Uh, hopefully hot take. Mark makes it through. <laughs> weekends are good. There's a little gathering at West Manor on Sunday. Oh, yeah. People talking. Streets talking. Streets are talking. I can't wait. Can we bring our dogs? Or is yeah. there going to be children there? You can bring your dog. Are your dogs not friendly well, to children? No, one is. The other one's a little dicey. I would say maybe leave the menace at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dogs and children. He's got a lot of baggage. Leave him alone, guys. <laughs> uh, so we're going to hit the news, uh, which will include a major uh, season-ending injury to a first-round pick. Bummer. Uh, Des Bryant update. And John Elway talking Colin Kaepernick. Uh-oh. Uh, we'll hit the three preseason games uh, that were played last night. And uh, we haven't done it in a while with Connie back. Uh, why not hit the mailbag? Sound fun, fun show. That's great. I'm excited. Okay, let's do some news. Over the land, the land of the, it is the land of the free, the free. And the, and the home. The home. 
great, iconic Aretha Franklin who passed away uh, this week. That that was before a, a Lions game, I think on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, uh, she also performed the uh, Star Spangled Banner before Super Bowl Forty in Detroit. And I will say one thing that that video, which was put up on NFL.com um, yesterday uh, after news of her death uh, was reported. That was a four and a half minute version of mm-hmm. the national anthem, which is unheard of. And you would think that everyone would be like really bummed out. But if you watch that video, all the players and obviously the crowd going nuts, uh, legend.com slash Franklin. Password. I would, I would challenge anyone to find <laughs> as many like beautiful songs over a 15 month period as Aretha Franklin mm-hmm. had in 1967 and 68. She is phenomenal. What a run. Yeah. Who would be like the. Is she like the Gale Sayers, like the most brilliance packed into a short period of time? Maybe I, your boy, uh, the Cincinnati quarterback that you you write poems about? Ken Anderson? Oh, Greg <laughs> Cook. Greg Cook. <laughs> well, Aretha lasted for what, 40, right. 50 yeah, years? She so, had, yeah, she is durable. She's Amazing. an institution. Not Patty LaBelle, everybody. <laughs> no, not Patty LaBelle. Nope. Um, and uh, maybe Frank Gore-esque. Uh, Greg, you've been very quiet about Hall Aretha. Of Famer. Maybe I emotional higher, right now. Higher uh, peak than Frank. No, I, I want to listen. Wes is an expert, so I don't have much to add. I'd, I'd rather listen to him. She's like Walter Payton. Ooh. High peak and lasted a long time. Sweetness. All right, let's move into the news and start with, yes, bad news on the throne of ease where uh, Patriots rookie offensive lineman Isaiah Wynn suffered a torn Achilles um, and is out for the year. Uh, the, it occurred during the 37-20 to 20 win over the Eagles on Thursday. Uh, Rap Sheet had the reporter. This is a 23rd overall pick. He was kind of in line, maybe not a defined role just yet, Greg. Maybe a swing tackle. Maybe he was going to find a role. Probably would, considering he's a first-round pick. Uh, for, and for a Patriots team that lost Nate Solder to free agency, uh, this is a tough, tough blow. And a guy that draft Knicks who love line play were just thrilled and excited to watch play. I think Mike, Mike Golick Jr. was saying he wasn't looking forward to any player in the league as much as win. And it hurts because he was playing right tackle because Marcus Cannon hasn't practiced in two and a half weeks. And the thought around Foxborough was when they moved win to right tackle earlier this week, that was a bad sign for Marcus Cannon's availability. So suddenly this is a position that's just always injured for the Patriots. They never have both of their tackles ready. And it's starting another season like that. Looks like Trent Brown is locked in as their left tackle. He was a former 49er, six foot seven guy. And they're just going to have to piece it together at right tackle again, which they did a year ago when they had, you know, the best offense in the league, basically. But it's still, it's not easy to do year after year. The first two first round or first two draft picks are injured. Right. Sony, Sony Michelle, Michelle hasn't practiced at all either in a, in a few weeks. And they lost their top pick for the season a year ago, too. They've had a little bad luck. Little bad luck, Danny. I know. Don't say it's disappointing. You're happy about this. I do not root for injuries, (laughs) Mr. Rosenthal, and how dare you? Uh, But I would say that even the Patriots, who always find a way, uh, this feels like it's going to be a real challenge. In in general, there's a dearth of quality offensive line uh, talent in this league, and when you take a team and you remove the franchise left tackle, even if he maybe wasn't as good as – uh, the amount of money you got Very from the Giants, solid, a solid guy, and now you remove the guy that was kind of supposed to be the next man up to take them into the next. Uh, that's going to be a challenge for Billy Boy. Yeah, the depth isn't good because they lost Cam Fleming too, who was one of their reserves, and now he's gone. So he's with the Cowboys now. So it's not like they can just keep rotating guys in. This is kind of a tough issue for them. 
Uh, in other injury news, Jarek McKinnon is a really buzzy uh, running back for the San Francisco 49ers. They went hard after him in free agency, brought him over from the Vikings. He's going to be shut down for the rest of the preseason following uh, the leg injury that he suffered uh, last Sunday during practice. Uh, they're hopeful. It's a strained cap. They're hopeful that he's going to be ready for week one. I guess they, they, they're confident that that's the case. Uh, but, uh, Wes, not an ideal scenario, especially we keep hearing how important McKinnon's going to be to this offense. You want him on the field. Yeah, strained calf, which could be a nagging injury. I never like to hear those soft tissue injuries. Matt Breda also out with a shoulder injury. They just signed Alfred Morris. They've got Joe Williams who Spice Rack was big on coming into the league and Spicy. lost his rookie year. Kyle Shanahan was big on him, too, and gave up some draft picks to go and get him. And admitted that he's questioned whether he should have done that. That's why I love Kyle Shanahan. Yes. He's very honest. They're like, are you still happy that you uh, moved up? He's like, have you thought? Have you regretted that at all? He's like, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I've had some second thoughts. They're, they're injured, the, the 49ers. George Kittle's also injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they paid they paid McKinnon so much money. Like, they have to be careful with him at this point. Yeah, makes sense. And other news, the long-awaited. I mean, we've all been on the edge of our seats waiting for the Des Bryant-Cleveland Browns meeting. It finally happened uh, on Thursday. Uh, he flew into Cleveland. This is a weird move. They had video at the airport of him signing Browns helmets. It's like, you know. How was that already there, right? I guess it's even if he didn't doesn't sign with the Browns and he left Cleveland without a contract. I guess it's kind of a cool thing to have. It's unique in the memorabilia business. Isn't that like the most important thing? That might be the closest he gets to signing a Browns contract. (laughs) Yes. So let's talk about that. Colleen, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, uh, Your thoughts on Des. Is this kind of just like due diligence that the Browns are doing because it got public or even on Des's size due diligence? Do you take this seriously? Is something that could happen? I mean – when you think about it on paper, it's like, okay, the Browns could start the season if they were able to sign Dez, come to some type of agreement with him. They could have Dez, they could have Josh Gordon and um, Jarvis Landry. So that's theoretically on paper. That looks great. But then when you think about that, it's like, okay, you don't know about Josh Gordon. And then Dez Bryant, like, he's played the X position his entire career for like eight seasons in he threw Dallas up the X. like that that was his thing <laughs> now he's got to go to a different offense learn new things and it, it's got to be humbling to go from being a Dallas Cowboy to then being a Cleveland Brown I've seen this movie in the 80s and the 90s over and over <laughs> again everybody's going to the prom and, and the one guy doesn't have a date so he's got to settle yeah for the girl that nobody wants oh. and this is Des like this has been in the water for a few weeks now he doesn't want to sign with the Browns but he's going to go visit him, and meanwhile, hoping his phone rings mm. from another team. But what if he ends up falling in love with this girl? That's, what if this girl ends up being, like, really cool, under-the-radar girl? She gets, like, the she's-all-that makeover. I yeah. love Lainey Boggs. <laughs> Down the steps at the red dress. <laughs> uh, this is the movie I was thinking of. No way. Right. Oh. Is it the Freddie Prince Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, kiss Yeah, because put yeah. on some black glasses on Rachel Lee Cook. And, <laughs> no, she's not great looking at all. <laughs> Rachel, Lee, Rachel Lee Cook coming down the staircase in the red dress is... I'm not going to say it's uh, oh my God. One, your era, West, the Fast Times Phoebe Cates scene. But for <laughs> for people of a certain age, yes, her coming down those steps as Sixpence None the Richer plays. Oh, so, so, so good. I mean, I'm not saying it's the greatest scene in the history of movies, but it's probably this. top ten. <laughs> I, I, I've I just, seen it a few times. I just you didn't see it? it? Come recently. on, Greg. Oh, my God. Born at age really? 32. <laughs> I, you, were, you were right I mean, in the she demographic. Was, she was a beautiful woman, but I, you know. 
It wasn't paying <laughs> money to go see Freddie Queens. Prince. <laughs> Junior movie. Uh, Give me a break. It was it was pretty good. There, I, are we sure the Browns uh, want Des Bryant? By the way, <laughs> why are you Wait, moving away? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> why from, are they bringing him in if they don't want him? From she's all that. <laughs> you, I have more. I'm on the that. IMDb what? page what? right now. I just, no, I just wanted to say, like, it's a movie worth checking out. It's a it's a time capsule of the late '90s. There's a, at the end Matthew of the, Lillard's. Yeah, in Lillard's involved. That's not selling it. And then at the at, at the prom where <laughs> everything. Involved. Oh yeah, the guy who played Shaggy is in it. <laughs> so good. At the prom at the end, everyone, the entire senior class has a coordinated dance to Fat Boy Slim's uh, "Check It Out oh, Now," and uh, Usher is the DJ. I, think I mean, Greg, it's just something. It's, it's a relic. Well, Kim is in there. Oh. Yeah, he's not would... going to appreciate it now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would. Well, I think you might. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, back to Des. Classic. I I'm not sure that the Browns want Des because I'm giving them some credit because Des makes no sense on the Browns if Josh Gordon is on the Browns. I think that's kind of the unsaid part of Hard Knocks, the unsaid part of the Brown season. Is Josh Gordon going to be on their team? How is anyone particularly confident that he's going to be on their team when they're talking about what's ultimately a a struggle in his life that's been going on five years that you have no idea how it's going to play out? And the goalposts keep moving. When he first was out of camp, it was like, oh, he'll be back soon. Now it's like we're kind of optimistic he's going to be there week one. And when I look at this roster, if Josh Gordon's actually out there, Des makes no sense whatsoever. You have Antonio Callaway, who's making some noise. You have Rashard Higgins, who's had a really good camp. You have Landry, and you have Gordon. Des Bryant's a progress stopper. Uh, if you don't have Josh Gordon, then I can kind of see where it makes sense. And when you saw Hard Knocks the other night, John Dorsey seemed all about Des. So I don't think that was fictional. But Andrew Healy, who's kind of their analytics guy, comes in there, and you can just tell by the tone of how he was oh, talking yeah. about his age – that, mm-hmm. that he was maybe not such a big fan of bringing Dez in, and they cut off the conversation before it got too interesting. But I think there's an they open call, debate. Like, why would you have Dez if you have Josh Gordon he, on that team? Yeah, Healy, the personnel strategist, uh, he put Dez at the bottom of the page of options <laughs> for wide receiver, the wide receiver market. <laughs> Buried him! And cut. then and, and kind of offhandedly said that Dez was 30, and then Dorsey, who, Dorsey's the cowboy. I think he likes being in the news and being like, well, I'm going to dance with Dez Bryant. I think he likes yes. that stuff. So Dez was like, well, 29. And then the most strategist way possible, uh, Healy goes 29.7. No. Yeah, just yeah. like this that. guy is 30. <laughs> That's a f- I do a f- that on my spreadsheets. I do age to the decimal point. Uh, well, you're the scientist. Wait, really? Yeah. No well, way. But just like uh, to Greg's point, like, and I wrote this in the Hard Knocks recap, I had to rewind it a couple times. Wait, wait. And I thought that he actually said 29 going on 70, not 29.7. But that is like, I think that's kind of the reason I thought he might have said that is because that's kind of the tone he was speaking. In. Yeah. And I think, I think that makes, I they think ain't, they ain't doing a dance. I think they would if Josh Gordon isn't coming back, which I think has to be absolutely recognized as a possibility. Like how could it, it's very strange that every, anyone talks confidently about a man um, who's dealing with struggles that have absolutely nothing to do with football and that mm-hmm. no one has any control over. And by the way, how many different times on this podcast have we said Josh Gordon's career with the Browns is over? <laughs> We've said it about six different times because there's been different parts where we thought he'd come back and then it didn't happen for him. And you, you, you hope the best for him, but come on. And there are more Des whispers. We won't even get into it here about what's going on with uh, not Des, excuse me, Gordon whispers about what's going on behind the scenes with him. So, yeah, the longer this goes on, it, at first it felt like it was, oh, he'll be back in a week. 
Now training camp's over. Mm -hmm. Now the season is right in front of us. We'll see what happens. Uh, In other news, John Elway um, was asked about Colin Kaepernick. Why? Uh, Because back in the day, uh, a Kaepernick to the Broncos deal seemed possible. It was on the table, uh, and it did not come to fruition. And now with the Broncos, Paxton Lynch, and if you watched Paxton Lynch's first preseason game, he looks worse than ever. Uh, Chad Kelly got moved to the number two guy. Uh, they might need a quarterback, uh, but here is what Elway said about Kaepernick in that situation. Colin had his chance to be here. We offered him a contract. He didn't take it. So, um, you know, and as I said in my deposition, and I don't know if I'm legally able to say this, but, you know, he's had his chance to be here. He passed it. Greg, what, what's the context we need here? The sycophantic laughter after oh. Elway said that is cringeworthy. Uh, I read a legal analysis, by the way, on SI.com that said, Humble no, down. you shouldn't have said it. Uh, it could be – that comment alone could be an issue for Elway. And the, the idea that because a guy turned down your contract once that he wasn't somehow uh, possibly going to join your team in the future is silly because, like, the best way to get co- job offers is to turn them down. It's like, of course, of course, that doesn't necessarily preclude him signing Kaepernick in the future. He has his right to not go after him. But the context is also that John Elway said we're looking for quarterbacks. I mean, he he said about Chad Kelly, uh, we've got to have confidence that the backup guy can play and win football games. We're still in that process, even though Chad played well. We'll see how he does this week. If something were to happen to Case, can he come in and win football games? Yeah. Can I add some context of my own? Sure. Yeah. This happened at when the Broncos were reigning Super Bowl champions. They didn't have a quarterback. Colin Kaepernick had requested a trade. The Broncos, in turn, requested that he take a pay cut and make about $7.9 million. He didn't want to. So, to me, if I'm John Elway, a competitor, a Hall of Fame quarterback who competed his whole life, and you didn't want to come to me and be the quarterback of the Super Bowl champions, I question your competitiveness. Well, so, I think that's important context, too. Well, plus he's being deposed. And mm-hmm. John Elway's making, you know, to some people looks like he has questionable morals or ethics because of everything that's gone on. And that's why he's part of this legal case. So it's not a shock that he would not want to sign the guy who he's going up against in court. Well, but, OK, I, right? I, but I, I totally see John Elway's point that you did have a chance to sign here and you didn't want to. So we're moving on. We, we don't think that you're competitive enough. But just like just because he turned them down once doesn't mean that like that's it. Like I feel well, like that's kind of silly. It does. He I said feel like it that's does. kind of silly though. Why? Like just it, because like okay, so you turn someone down for a date once, you're not gonna like go back and try again. Like that's how I ended up marrying my husband. Mm. Like that's not how, everybody. That's how everyone gets jobs is you turn them down. Then people keep coming after you and after you, and eventually you say yes. Noting it me. is. That's how a lot of people get. You end up getting jobs. I mean yes. this. The NFL, like, I know people like to always say, well, I wouldn't get away with this in my job. It's the NFL. It's not your job. Right. No. But in this case, like, of course he's not signing him. It puts him in a crazy spot. Like, they're literally going up against each other in court. Right. And so whether whatever you think about that, like, it's not surprising me that John Elway's not involved. My favorite thing about all these quotes in terms of John Elway wondering about Chad Kelly, is this really a guy that we have confidence in, could win games if case games He's talking as if Paxton Lynch isn't even in the room anymore. I know. He's he's like talking as if he is not on the team. That's that's over. Yeah, I was wa- watching that game last night. He looks completely lost, Paxton Lynch. Um, 
This legal quagmire is for John. <laughs> oh, we got some kicking news. Aguayo. Sturges. Robbie wants redemption. Caleb wants blood. This is a new it's low. It's back. <laughs> Didn't think it'd be back. Yeah, you didn't is. think, did you? You thought it'd run its no. course, and uh, perhaps it has. And yet, here we are, the hottest, and you know, this is my corner, the hottest kickoff, kicking battle in the NFL right now is right here in Los Angeles, where Robbie Aguayo, the disgraced former Buccaneer. <laughs> That's fair. In one corner. Uh, in one corner. In the other corner, the vet, Caleb Sturgis. They are both kicking their balls off right now, performing <laughs> extremely well, and it's putting Anthony Lynn, the Chargers head coach, in a very tricky situation. How tricky, Chris Wessling? He's thinking about carrying both kickers. No! Oh, what kind of decision-making is that, Anthony Lynn? This is why the Chargers are the Chargers. Ridiculous. Pick a man and be a man. I think the greatest defense of your Chargers skepticism is Anthony Lynn. Like, it's... <laughs> I don't believe in I don't believe in the bad luck thing or whatever like voodoo curse you think they have over him. It's Anthony Lynn. They're, of course, they're not carrying two kickers on the right. I don't believe he even really is considering that. I think <laughs> they were just kickers. asking him kicker questions. Was it just he, for this podcast? It was. Almost, I mean, he said it. He said it. So you have to take what he said. But I can't imagine that that would actually happen. I kind of like him more now if he's just messing with everybody. Yeah, I'd he said it was a very close competition. <laughs> Sturgis had a better day uh, this week, I believe. He, they moved Aguayo up to the first team for the first time in a while, and he missed their three kicks. Uh. It's an interesting concept because if the guy misses the game-winning kick, you can't bring in the other guy because the game's over. <laughs> right. Fair point. Can't and, argue that. Uh, and, <laughs> well, yeah, that is very, that's very true. And if you're going back and forth, and then the other guy misses a kick, and you go back to the other now guy, it's both now heads. you're owing to. And here we are again, the same place we are every guy. September with the Chargers. <laughs> I want to. I think there is an open question about what Anthony Lynn's going to be like as a head coach because he definitely had some game management issues last What's year. He, what year is this for? This him? is his second year. Two, he yeah. pivoted yeah. off of this terrible run first philosophy that was going very poorly for him. He, you have to give him some credit for pivoting. Oh, absolutely. He can in learn. week five. Uh, and then they, they were a better offense the rest of the way. Hey, but Ron, it's a Ron Rivera's had like three or four epiphanies. Who's to say that Anthony Lynn can't have a few? Here's the number one reason to doubt the Chargers is they have basically eight road games and then eight kind of road games mm. that they don't have a real home field. It's a pretty big disadvantage that mm. not many people hey, really talk about much. I'd rather have no home field than no quarterback. Finally, fair. in the news – uh, it is one of the more polarizing debates <laughs> in recent memory in the NFL. It really is. Tyrod Taylor's been in the league for, what, seven years now? Something in Sounds that realm? Sounds right. A while. And uh, we've always just called him Tyrod. In fact, uh, his fantasy name, uh, you know, it's a bit of a winking nickname, but Ty God. That's what people call him. So Ty is like yep. the main setup to get, get into the bit. Ty's Ty. Uh, now we're being told, <laughs> and even the Browns. Ty's not Ty. Ty's not Ty. Uh, Tyus Tuh, <laughs> the Browns VP of communications, uh, says that it's Tarod Taylor. Tarod. Tarod. Well, you want to. Where are you putting the emphasis? You here? put the pronoun. You put the emphasis Tara. On, on Rod. No, Tarod. Tara Taylor. <laughs> Tarod. Put the emphasis on Rod, Greg. 
This is ridiculous. He's been in the league way too long to all of a sudden just start changing his name. Why didn't he correct this in the beginning? He didn't. Tara. In his defense, it was a teammates that started bringing this up. He's never said one word about Tarid. it. Now, this T- is Tarid. controversial oh, because no. his mother came out and said it's actually Tyra. His mother calls him Ty. Well, oh, yes. what? That's confusing. Well, of me, course. Mina Kimes, who did a great feature Time on bomb? him. Uh, who <laughs> Love tra- Mina. Time bomb. We're Time's trying to bomb. get her on the on this podcast, so come on, come on and join us, Mina. She <laughs> called his agent and his father, and they both call him Tyron. And they what? both said Tyron. This is this ha- is a vortex no of confusion. How about the Browns' VP of Communications sits down and he just be humble I'm- and let <laughs> let Tyrod live. This, there should be a long form on this. I want answers. Well, we got a company wide email telling us what the official pronunciation is, and they're going with Tuh. Well, pussy. That's I don't. I don't accept it. That's what you. That's <laughs> what I you won't. think. What? But the VP of communication literally responded to Mark Istuk, who does it. Who's uh, we work we with? Uh, a great host. Yeah. On our, also a champion on the Shield softball team. Yes. Champion. Center fielder. 2016. So the B- Peter John Baptiste, who you'll see in the meetings in Hard Knocks, meeting with uh, the coaches and kind of preparing them mm-hmm. for a press conference. He is that VP. He literally responded. To Mark Istuk, who sent out that company-wide email about Tarad's uh, pronunciation, and he wrote, stop the madness. Ty is fine if you call him either. I asked him yesterday how he introduced himself on NBC, NBC Sunday Night Football, and he said Tyrod. So there you have it. So this is oh like Nagy all over no. again. It is. It's like anything's acceptable. Which okay. is going to be a major problem. Oh, wait, he's the senior VP, so that might have been him actually uh, – Pulling so a we, power move. So we got no answer here. <laughs> I think we. It's an ongoing situation. We need to have Tyrod or Tyrod on. Both of them need to come on. Tyrod. I mean, he's waffling <laughs> a little bit here. Let's let's move on. That's what's happening in the news. All right, let's get into the games and let's start. Yes, on the throne of ease. Door set to his right. He looked to right. Now he rolls to buy time for Hogan. Touchdown, Patriots. This is a tough thing to do for a quarterback. Tom Brady to Chris Hogan. Get used to it. The 41-year-old quarterback looks as good as ever. Played six drives in the first half. Uh, Opening drive touchdown, 19 of 26, 172. Two touchdowns, no picks. Tom Brady still impossibly Tom Brady. Offensive line issues and all. And the Patriots roll over the Eagles 37-20. Connie, we're going to start with you on this one. So, yes, everything all is well with, with the quarterback, at least, in New England. Uh, but now Nick Foles yeah. is someone to worry about. In the second quarter, he suffered what the team described as a shoulder strain. This is this defending Super Bowl MVP, and this is at a time when Carson Wentz is still working his way back from knee surgery. You nervous about this? little nervous. little nervous about Should it. I never be. thought that I would be nervous about Nick Foles, but even before he got hurt, or banged up or whatever he is right now. He looks rusty, like really rusty. He and missed I know more throws in one quarter than he did in the entire Super Bowl. Yeah. Easy. He, but his accuracy, that's how you kind of want it. If you're an Eagles fan, he was way <laughs> off. He was way <laughs> off the point so many times. And I, I think too, like he, he sat out a lot of practices and training camp because he had the neck and shoulder spasms too. So it's obviously all connected with the strained shoulder. Uh, and I wonder if I guess it's going to be Nate Sudfeld against the Browns next week, if he is really banged up, but yeah, that's, that's concerning because they don't want to rush Wentz back. And when you have Foles there, you don't have to, 
But if Foles is banged up too, then you wonder if the timeline will be sped up at all if it's between Wentz and Sudfeld. They might have something in Sudfeld. He looked good. He made more. He was looking like Nick Foles, Super Bowl Nick Foles. I mean, he had five wow throws in that game, and I thought – they're pretty good at developing quarterbacks. Yes, they I'm are. just glad that Brady and Foles finally shook hands. Well, so I've completely detached it's... from this. I kept on seeing headlines, and I'm just like, I'd, I'm not going to care. But I Thank now you. I want to know, since you <laughs> brought it up. It really does not what, matter. Does this go back to the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, because the, there was so much chaos on the field. They never found each other. The Philly media has been driving this story for six Imagine months, saying like caring. somehow he's snuck. La- last Imagine they found caring each other. about that. How many Jimmy Kemsky's stick figures have been uh, <laughs> attributed to this Kemsky controversy? I just saw Kemsky a couple yeah. weeks Kem ago. Kembaum. Uh, yeah. So what? Ha- so what, was, did Foles have an issue, or did he? No, no. they didn't care at all. This Come was on. a completely fabricated on, situation. Yeah, but they shook hands. Finally, I, they looked into each other's eyes. Oh, good. There was a moment. There. By the way, there's. Uh, I am a little nervous, I have to say, Connie, as uh, someone from the Northeast. I've been around Eagles fans in my life. Um, how you guys are going to handle this? How you as wear I'm wearing my Eagles Eagle shirt. shirt? I do like that shirt, by Thanks. The way. My mom was using it as a rag around the house to are clean the house. Yeah. Those are the best. That's real vintage. It is. Man. Some <laughs> Eagles fan paid $1,000 to rent like a airplane with a sign that had like the final <laughs> score. And super well, that's what I was going to get to. I that's salute fun. you. Sure. That's kind of fun. Um that was what I was going to get to. It's like someone paid – how much does that cost? $600, $1,000 to pay someone. The Eagles fans are – and now you have the Eagles and the Patriots fans. These two fan bases are pumped full of swagger. I love a, it. Kind of a, a Super Bowl rematch. I don't know if the if uh, Atlanta would still be standing afterward. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Could happen. Well, the Patriots got their revenge, so it's all square. <laughs> it's all square. <laughs> so even now. The Patriots 2-0 and in the preseason, so they pick up where they left off. Where are the Eagles? Are they 0-2 now? Yeah, look, it's the preseason. Ooh. It doesn't matter. Been they don't have Carson Wentz. Yeah, Talk about your harbingers. Yikes. You think this is a hangover? Yikes. <laughs> the, the play that Foles got hurt on, though, was Adrian Claiborne providing pressure. He's been the best pass rusher. In their training camp, he's had two big games. It's kind of been an under-the-radar signing. Even if you took away that six-sack game he had oh, right. uh, last year, he had more pressures than any player on a pretty good Falcons defense by far last year. Even if you took away that that game, and if you add him and then the Patriots' top pick a year ago, Derek Rivers, who also looked very good in this game, and this rookie, Jawan Bentley, who's he looked making really good. a lot of noise at inside linebacker. Suddenly the Patriots' defense and the, their front seven has a lot more juice, which they needed. Bentley's going to start, isn't he? Looks like he has a chance. He'll play. Kyle Van Noy, Dante Hightower, Dante Hightower, they'll all, they'll all be in the mix. He looks better play. than Landon Roberts. He looks better than him. He looks better than Kyle Van Noy, I think. Over, oh. under, Greg. Patriots, 12 and a half wins. I'll go under. Oh, oh, look at that. I mean, if you squeeze I'm excited, though. Enough, you're going to get that nice, ice-cold water to come right out. <laughs> That's Scott Zolak. That broadcast. <laughs> Narrating Rob Ninkovich. That's my favorite part water. of the preseason is watching the preseason broadcast because yeah. they're like such a train wreck half the time. They keep taking the wrong cameras and people are like <laughs> surprised that they're on camera all of a sudden. There was a conversation at one point during the game. What would you rather fight, a shark or a bear? Really? Like, yeah. I mean, it was it was I'd a fantastic fight. A shark. Well, speaking of telecasts, <laughs> let's get to uh, the Jets and Redskins because that was a ESPN Monday Night Football audition, not audition, but uh, practice. Let's call it 
Uh, so let's head to that. Got it. Oh, my great effort that time as Peek gets the touchdown catch from Teddy Bridgewater. What a throw, guys. What a throw. And how good does that feel after the last two years for Teddy? The Jets have an interesting uh, situation going on at quarterback. Uh, Sam Darnold got the start against the Redskins on Thursday night and looked a little bit like a rookie. He looked like a 21-year-old rookie. He uh, threw an interception in the red zone. Uh, he didn't always look comfortable under pressure. He held the ball a little bit. Uh, but Teddy Bridgewater, uh, with the exception of an underthrown deep ball that was picked off, played kind of out of his mind. He really, really looked like a guy who could start for a lot of teams. Uh, so, Wes, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Uh, Josh McCown is making $10 million this year. Okay. Uh, Teddy, I believe has really no guaranteed money, but he's making 6 million. If he makes the team, it makes the team at 6 million. Uh, Darnold is obviously the future who should be the starter of this team. And how do the jets handle the situation? It's not the minor leagues. It's the NFL. You should try to win games. I think that Teddy Bridgewater should start. And if somebody wants to give you a third round pick for him, then maybe that changes the equation. But Teddy Bridgewater outplayed him in the first game when everybody mm -hmm. went gaga over Sam Darnold, and he thoroughly outplayed him in this game. Teddy Bridgewater wasn't just good. He was outstanding in every facet of the game, except for the one back shoulder fade that was thrown to the inside that you mentioned. But Bridgewater is playing like a real franchise quarterback. Now, durability is an issue. He's not the future. They're already invested in Darnold. I just don't see the rush to put Darnold in there week one. Yeah, Teddy looked really good. Some of those throws, just where he was putting the ball, and he was just taking shots downfield, too. Like, he's not afraid to do that. We know that about him with his arm strength. But he was able to move around the pocket. He took shots. His legs, you know, it got hit a couple he times. He got rolled up on fine. once, and he was okay. Yeah, and, and you, you look at the different quarterbacks they have there. McCown, he's only played one series this entire preseason. So it's you a, wonder, like, It's a strange situation. It's, it's kind of a, a Jetsy situation because – I didn't think bringing back McCown, I thought, made sense at the time because you really didn't know if Bridgewater was going to be okay physically. But now Bridgewater looks like the Bridgewater before the knee injury. So now they, they do have an issue. I, I'm with Wes on this right now. I think that Bridgewater looks the best. Uh, he's looked really good two weeks in a row. Why not um, start him uh, if, if he continues to play this way next week and then have Darnold and, and work him in? Again, he's 21 years old, Darnold. You're going to have plenty of time. And then I wonder, Greg, is there a trade market for Josh McCown? No, I don't think so. Den I think you're Denver? only you're only he's making ten million dollars. Yeah. I think the only chance is to trade Teddy. But what they needed to do to get a draft pick for Teddy was exactly what happened last night. Because what made Teddy unique before he got hurt was he kind of combines like the touch and just the little like the shoulder fakes and just the the small things. Kind of, he reminds me of Philip Rivers, but he combines that with an ability to really move exceptionally in the pocket. And he started to show last night that he's getting back to that type of player. And that's the type of player that you maybe would give up a second round pick for, uh, especially if an injury happens. You don't see like a logical fit. The teams that I tried to come up with are really teams that are looking for backups. And are you are you gonna give up a high pick for a backup? I would say you could. But only if you think like, okay, let's get him in the building, see what he's like. If you're the Jaguars as a team that you threw out there, that would be bold. I can't imagine them doing that. They but don't I, want to mess with 
Bortles' fragile psyche. Right. Which but isn't is, he the perfect – isn't Bridgewater the perfect guy for that right. team? I, I would love to see Bridgewater. He protects the ball. He has upside. He's young. And I think there could be a market for Teddy if you get one injury or if he puts another performance like this because it costs so much to get quarterbacks in the NFL. And so here's a chance to get one on the cheap. I think his biggest problem – and fans aren't really talking about this, but I imagine every team interested – has major questions about his durability. Can but, he last a season? But if he right, can, that, and that's what you're getting, he absolutely should be a starter. Somewhere. Well, and it, but the, it's only two years removed from that injury. You say only, but that was a devastating injury. It's remarkable the comeback that he's had. He and I give the Jets credit. Leg. To me, this is not a Jetsy situation because they've played it perfectly. Yes. They, they got too many quarterbacks because you should just – Get as many as you can see. They only gave a million dollars to Bridgewater, and they're in a great position. Worst case scenario, they're just going to have too many good, like solid quarterbacks on their roster, and that's good. Wait, no, yeah, you're right about fine. that. I'm yeah. glad you gave the Jets credit because I do think they've handled this just about perfectly. Um, all right. Um, on the Redskins side, by the way, Dustin Hopkins hit five field goals, including one at the gun. Whoa. There's an undrafted free agent. The Redskins wide receiver Cam Sims, who's about six foot five and makes plays, led the team in receiving the first game and showed some flashes last night. I think that guy's going to make the team. Samaje so Piran got hurt, and yeah. Chris Thompson is not played yet, and people are just kind of assuming he's going to be back to being Chris Thompson, but I don't assume that. After- Fit Rob was the focal point. Yeah, last and night. Rob Kelly's. But they might that might be a team that again is looking for another run. P Ryan had one carry for thirty yards and then he twisted his ankle. I don't think it's serious. Uh finally, uh the Packers and the Steelers. This is to the end of caught for the touchdown, Graham! And that is where he is so devastating. Eight yard touchdown pass Rogers to Jimmy Graham. There it is for the first time and probably not the last time. Aaron Rodgers to Jimmy Graham. Uh touchdown. 51 to 34. My goodness, Colleen. Fireworks out the wazoo. I love it. Jimmy Graham and Aaron Rodgers, I feel like this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship. I do too. I I love this. And and I love that Aaron Rodgers after the game was talking about how Jimmy Graham, you know, wasn't really utilized the way that he could have been. Um, and at his past spots because they didn't really use him a lot in the middle and he's such a great athlete. I think they're going to do a lot with him. And it's just like you look at the three years he had in Seattle, it was just sort of like a blip. I mean, it was like he got lost in everything there. He, he wasn't nearly what he was when he was with the Saints. So I think we're going to see even more of that now in Green Bay, especially with Jordy Nelson gone. That touchdown throw was pretty telling because Graham didn't have separation. There was right. a defender on his back. Aaron Rodgers threw it about 10 and a half, 11 feet in the air and said, go get it, boy, and he did. Is he a guy that can shred the center of defenses like the old Jimmy Graham, or is he going to be a red zone beast? I mean, Greg and I kind of don't see eye to eye on this issue. He's not the old Jimmy Graham. Like, he doesn't shred – he doesn't go down the seam like that, but I think he's still as a red zone weapon, and and Aaron Rodgers is – the best red zone quarterback along with Brady in the league. He's going to make, I mean, Aaron Rodgers makes everyone better and he's going to help Jimmy Graham. He can kind of be like mid 
he can be like later career, not the very end, Antonio Gates, where it's like Antonio Gates wasn't moving too well. Or but he's, Tony Gonzalez. He's still putting up 700, 800 yards and 10 touchdowns every year just because he's smart and he's he's physical. I think teams are going to have to double him in the red zone. I think Rodgers is so pissed that Jordy Nelson is gone that he's mm. going to make Jimmy Graham look amazing. It was a cool he moment. Oh, that's going to work out for Jimmy Graham. A little revenge yeah. that works out for Jimmy Graham. Right. It, he, he said <laughs> they, it was a cool moment when the Lambeau crowd gave Rodgers a huge ovation. I love the pack. The Packers crowd is great, but they yeah. gave him a huge ovation. And he said he he was like tearing up, like he was getting pretty emotional. He's getting emotional talking about it afterwards. He, I think the fact that he had football taken away from him and where he has is at his point, mm. like he's ready to destroy the league. His little hype bunny, Jake Kumaro, another good game. Like this guy's had a strong camp. Touchdown in the first mm-hmm. game. Touchdown last night where he outran the defense for about fifty yards. I think he's making the team. Outside linebacker for the Packers, uh, Reggie Gilbert, who was a practice squad guy most of the last year, had two and a half sacks. On the other side, the Steelers, James Conner looks really good. And you, you continue to wonder uh, if this is DeMarco Murray 2015 or whatever all over again. Lev Bell's going to be used up this year. And then James Conner will be their guy next year. Probably. so good last I, night. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. And I also think if – if Lev's holdout lasts into the season, they can still win games with James Conner. And they drafted James Washington at the end of the second round, and he's not really playing with the starters yet. But, man, he had a Randy Moss-like touchdown. Yeah. He had 150 yards, and you're just like – like Kevin Colbert is better at drafting wide receivers than like anyone in the NFL mm. is at anything. He just always finds a winner, and this guy looks like, like another one. Uh, all right, that's it. Oh, and Big Ben is out of concussion protocol. He was not concussed. He was not. That's what the story is now. (laughs) He was like in the protocol, but he wasn't concussed somehow. Ben, you're okay? (laughs) That's not necessary. All right. Those are the games. Uh, That was Ben's reaction, actually, to watching uh, Mason Rudolph throw a pick six. Oh, Oh, his first pass attempt. (laughs) And then Dobbs threw a pick six. It looks like Landry Jones will be the backup there, according to the, the reporters around there. Are you worried about anybody else in the depth chart uh, at quarterback, Ben? (laughs) How about Jalen Ramsey calling you uh, just kind of another guy? (laughs) He's a confident man. you got to be confident to play the game's most important position. All right, let's uh, hit up the mailbag before we go. Uh, Thank you, as always, to the listeners who send in their questions. Blah, 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 blah. Where would we be without you? So genuine you are. Vamp, Colleen. I'm looking for the you, questions. Vamp. Yeah. It's, it's great to see you guys. I told you I had road rage <laughs> on the way over here from a okay. parking garage. It's like you guys are very family friendly here. <laughs> see, here we go. I'll take over. Wait, what, you had road rage? <laughs> yeah, it kind of set me off. I was just angry driving over here after that. I mean, I had to like back up out of the parking garage and go to an ATM because it was cash wow. only and then get I back in line. I saw Colleen pull into the parking lot at like 30 miles an hour. She was like blasting like old school corn. Like, That's definitely not true. <laughs> All right, let's hit up the mailbag. We'll start with, oh, our boy Eric Jensen at Eric18 Utah. Uh, we've been on Eric's podcast, a nice man. Uh, what do you guys think about expanding the NFL playoffs? If you are, how would you do it? I'm, a, I'm all in on the way things are. I don't like things changing in general. Uh, I like things the way they are typically as a person. Not big. On change. That's why you haven't had a passport. Don't like leaving the country. Yeah. Wow. Don't like birds. And Sydney, do not even get on me. I don't have it yet, but I'll let you know when it arrives. Uh, what do you guys think? I don't want to see the playoffs watered down. See, the regular season has to mean something, and I, I, I agree with you. It's perfect the way it is now. I, I like change. I want innovation, and yet 
the playoffs do not need to be expanded. They are perfect as they are. It it makes it more special. Makes the regular season. Better. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you. There's need always to two add teams that you don't even want in the playoffs, so we don't need right. to add two more. You know, it's like there's Wes, only. Do you like, want the Bills in the playoffs again? Right. Exactly. I don't get me started on that. Like, there's always like nine or ten teams that really deserve it. Some years, like the NFC last year, is like, okay, they all deserved it. But right. there's usually one or two didn't really need them. But we that's also why it makes the end of the regular season so fun. Yeah. Because yes. when you have it's a division perfect. like the NFC it's South. It's a perfect yeah. sport and nothing needs to be made better. <laughs> Actually, one thing does. Uh, it didn't come up. I'm super nervous about the tackling rule again, the helmet rule. Oh, I know. There were some. Really questionable flags. And, and Wes, you on Twitter, I saw that you were saying this is exactly what Riveron was saying, and I get that. We don't want that in the game. We're taking it out of the game. This is the Right, play. the ones yes. you were talking about, the guys didn't even try to wrap up or right. tackle. They were okay. just diving at a guy. They saying, have to change the way they tackle. I'm just saying. It's going to have Just guys. wait until it starts swinging games over yeah. very – very suspect it's, calls. It's right on the I'm not saying it's not an issue. It's definitely an issue. I'm saying that tackle, but was it Rodney McLeod? I believe yeah. so. Yeah. He can't. He can't do that. Riveron says this is what we want out of the game. You led with your helmet. You did not even attempt to wrap Everyone up. Your that, arms were down at your sides. You were taking that out of the game. Everyone that keeps responding like, well, the running back is lower in his head. And it's like, no, you're missing the point. All that matters is are you trying to tackle him with your helmet instead of like your arms? Yes. That's basically it. So it doesn't matter what the other guy does. Well, no. The play you're referring to, that I believe was in uh, the Washington, the Washington game. That's where it's questionable because if a guy seems to be going leading with the shoulder and then a running back gets low and but he it doesn't ends matter up because, with the helmet. Because it doesn't matter that he hit helmet to helmet. It just mattered that all he did was launch himself with his head down. He did not launch himself. I mean, he put himself with his head down. He didn't try to yeah. use his arm. He didn't try to do. Got to wrap up. I'm nervous up. about it. That's all. I see what I, you guys I, I are coming from. Yeah. I am too. I think we have a lot of common ground on this issue. Yeah. Uh, anyway, next question. Ooh, from Raphael at Raphael underscore 102. Who is in the lead to be Chris Wessling's best man? And can I throw my hat into the race? I don't, I don't think so, Raphael, but I won't speak for you. Speak for Wes. Rafa. I don't want uh, him to get a big head because it's already big enough as it is. <laughs> but my brother Nick is currently in the lead. Hmm. It, wow. I mean, it really couldn't get any bigger. No, it, so it's, it's I don't even think it's his head's so big. He's <laughs> essentially like created another character that he lives inside of while his head is just over. The <laughs> it's absolutely true. He, he has decided to face the world by creating his own world. I love Nick. It's I a mean, good guy to have in a wedding party. Great, by the way. A great hang. You're never going to be bored around him. Salt of the earth. Very smart guy. Like yeah. everything about him is great. This is an interesting race, though, because you have so many brothers. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's. um. I, you know, if some I was, are bigger long shots than others. If I was 25, he wouldn't be the best man. But over the last, you know, 20 years, yeah. he's really stepped I mean, up. Let, let's be real. He seems like the brother. He seems like the best brother. Sorry, other Wesley. Wow. wow. Whoa. Whoa. That's not going to help Nick. Popular I mean, vote here. I mean, it just, look, it just seems like he's, he's, he's there. He's it's showing good up. If Especially there's going to be a bachelor party, yes or no? I think there's been talk that we might just go up to Big Bear for a weekend or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you always I'm when, so sad I can't go to that. Yeah, I it, generally <laughs> hate bachelor yeah. parties with a passion. With a bachelor party, it's good to have like a wild card guy. There's always if you have one wild card guy, that's true. It can really send the weekend into a, a fun, interesting, unexpected place. Or it could go the other way. You could be in jail or something. Fact Nick fire. is kind of wild card. Here's what I can guarantee will not happen at my bachelor party. There will be no strippers for one. 
There will be no playing cards, poker, whatever <laughs> atavistic BS that is what from is like the technology of 700 AD. <laughs> we're going to play cards. Please stop with the playing cards at bachelor party. What was and that about 700 AD? Like cards were like the greatest <laughs> entertainment in the world in 700 AD. What else are you going to do? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just over here looking up atavistic. You also, also <laughs> Colleen plays backgammon like seven hours a day. I love backgammon. You got shots for that? No, backgammon's fine. Okay. That's the oldest Thanks game in the world, us. right? I think it is. Yeah. Also, there will be no laser tag or whatever that goofy <laughs> stuff is where people go in the forest and shoot each other with paintball Paint, guns. Paintball. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not golfing either. We're not bowling. It what sounds are, like it's going to be fun. Wes, what are we doing? <laughs> Drinking and ripping on each other. <laughs> and ripping farts. Okay. This is going to be a great bachelor party. Uh, let's see. Colleen go. We're reliving the <laughs> no, old time. Really Colleen go. can go. Why not? Listen, I don't make the rules. My parents are going to uh, kill you. <laughs> okay. Wow, I like You can that. absolutely come to the bachelor party. Thanks. This is great. No exotic dancers, you said. No. Come on. No. Anthony, at A2 low 11, how much did ATN pay for Connie Fox to come back on the show? I guess I'll have to talk to her representation about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't handle money stuff. Uh, Jonathan Starr at Jonathan underscore Starr. If you could do a life swap for one game day, which player coach would you be? I don't know if we've done this one before, but obviously Joe Willie Namath, January 1969, Super Bowl three. Oh, so this is historical. One player, one game. Yeah. Wow. That's I, hard. I okay. want to be raising the finger at the Orange Bowl and then all the fun that happened afterwards. That's tough to beat. Yeah. So I'm like, if it's just the life, like Tom Brady or Giselle, I would be Giselle, but I guess that doesn't count. <laughs> would you be Giselle after Wes Welker Which game, dropped where, the ball? When would you be Brady, though? Ooh. I think maybe. Tom Brady, he can, he, my husband can't catch the ball, too. Yeah, I would be. That was That's one, me. One of my favorite Patriots moments. It's kind of overlooked. <laughs> when Giselle railed against Wes yes. Welker in Super Bowl She 46. reached her breaking point, and I love uh, that. Oh, man. She had a point. <laughs> you should have caught it. Uh, Wes? No, one? that's I, – I can't, I can't think of a better one than Joe Namath in that situation, which changed the history of the NFL. That's a good one. Um, I mean, I'm sure Joe Namath was having some fun later that night, too. Oh, my God. Miami? And then the next 73 nights. 70 years. <laughs> yeah. What about an owner? I would maybe switch – Lives with an owner. Surprising. Any Surprising owner. choice. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> just just like, an owner. Yeah, I'd be cronky before Ram Saints last year. <laughs> I'd like to be a, a, a 67-year-old white man. I'll be Jeffrey Lurie. <laughs> <laughs> Straight, strange choice. I want to be a grandfather. Greg, you got one? Not really. What about Tom Brady after uh, beat the Rams? That was nice. And he's on the podium. If, he's like, if I could beat Tom Brady, though, for one game, I think it, I, it would be the Seahawks, though. I think that was the one where oh, he, wow. prob he probably enjoyed that one the most, where that felt like the best. So, I love Tom Brady. Um, let's see. What would be the lowest point one? What would be the person that you would absolutely not want to switch lives with? Tom Brady, 18 and one. Oh, that's good. Mm. That had to hurt. Yeah. This I don't want to. That would feel like a mean answer. I don't, yeah. Okay. I don't want to go there. Yeah. Just, okay. Just like Dick, I just baited Dan for yeah, that. Like That's all. Dick Duran, week week six of two thousand two. Dick Duran <laughs> makes it into the podcast. Oh no, I got it. Uh, Nate Peterman, the first half of the oh, game last year. Oh yeah. He wanted to bury himself in a hole like oh. the SpongeBob gif. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. I think he's the slight favorite to start week one right now. You had That's to guess. That's crazy. Yeah. There's guess. also Tony Saragusa was on. 
Howard Stern a few years back, and he told the story of uh, pooping himself on the field oh. and having to waddle back to the locker room. I think I don't want to be that guy. Donovan McNabb no. puking in the Super Bowl might be, might be up there. That was bad. Uh, last one, uh, Matthew Erdman at Matty Matt E. If you were Brian Gutekunst, good job, general manager of the Packers. What would your Khalil Mack trade package look like? Is there Khalil Mack Packers buzz that I'm? There is. Okay. It was mentioned, I believe, in the broadcast last night. That- it's stupid. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying <laughs> it. it. Okay. There's a lot of Khalil Take Mack. Take that, Kevin Harlan. There's all these Khalil <laughs> Mack trade articles with absolutely no reporting that the Raiders are even remotely uh, considering. That's I, all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with Greg here that there, there's smoke but no fire. Uh, what would it? It would it be a first rounder, right? Yeah, it, it had to start oh, with plus. a first yeah. rounder. Yeah. It'd have to be a couple. Maybe, maybe first and. First and a second? Give them one of the – I mean, I like the look of, the, of their young secondary. They're starting Kevin King. They're starting Jair Alexander. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Josh Jackson had a good game. But I guess you could maybe throw in one of those. you got so many young cornerbacks. Uh, I don't, I don't think know. they want to throw them in. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what? Is, it's going to cost a lot to get Khalil yeah, it is, Of course, it, yeah. Uh, Kevin Harlan, what do you have to say about what Greg has to say? The guy is drunk. All right. Well, that is what it is. A little heat there. That's it for the mailbag. Uh, One last note. uh, I meant to hit it during the the Redskins-Jets. We'll see about the Monday Night Football team. Booger Booger McFarland seems like a really nice dude. Uh, When they they would throw it down to him a lot, he he seemed to be prepared, but not especially dynamic. Jason Witten is not immediately like Tony Romo hit the ground running as Mm -hmm. a star. Yeah, Witten was I, nervous. We love you, Schregbaum, Peter Schrager. But no, Witten is not going to be better than Roma. Is that what Schrager was? He was a little tight. I thought Booger, tight. Booger was great, though. I got more out of Booger than I did out of Booger. Witten. The Booger was like on a lift. Well, my, on the field. Yeah, my, a weird spot for him. My big takeaway is that he's essentially in the booth because he was talking. I mean, he was in the mix talking throughout the game yeah. as much as almost the guy in the booth. So I thought that was interesting. I yeah. thought he was really good. I did, too. I liked mm-hmm. Booger. He, I mean, fine. He was fine. I mean, better than Tony Saragusa <laughs> on the field. Said, wow. Better than Jason Witten. He said some interesting yeah. things, okay. though, like during That's during all the you're looking game. for there. But you need, what you're looking for in Witten is star quality. little tight, but you got to give it to him. It's Too many cliches from Jason Witten. Yeah. Too many cliches. Yeah, and got, he just looked tight. He looked a little nervous. Well, his suit was tight, but yeah. it was nice. It was tailored like that. Yeah. I think he's got new hair, too. I think he got really? the Urlacher I thought, thing. I, saw, I thought that, he, too. He was pretty, it was pretty done up top by the end of his career when he would take his helmet off. And now he has like a very well, neat put that, like, 1970s hair comb over. No, Dan's right. I think that was my immediate was takeaway is something's going Which on I'm, here. Which I, I get it. You work on TV. It's profe- You want to have a full head of hair. A lot of guys do it. I'm not taking shots of it. I'm just saying I noticed. Ooh. You know. You're right. As good as Kevin Colbert is at drafting wide receivers, Dan's skill at noticing changes in a person's <laughs> face or hair is is right up there. It's borderline impeccable. Thanks, Wes. <laughs> really appreciate that, man. Um, looking forward to going to your house uh, and seeing the new place. Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Bring the dog, the nice one. <laughs> no, yeah, leave. Blitzen will come. Leave Dasher, Cujo at home. Dasher has to stay home. <laughs> Which one did I do the ear thing with? And Dasher. He's a good boy. He's he is a, a good boy. boy. He's a good boy. He just, like, gets nervous. He gets nervous around kids because kids like tug on their tails and stuff, and he like does he like that. does he get snippy? He's never, but I just I'm more of the paranoid okay. one. That yeah. makes sense. All right, being proactive. Uh, we will be back on Monday with another week of shows. So thank you to everyone uh, that listens. A reminder: if you want to, uh, the ATN subreddit is approaching ten thousand. 
members. Uh, so if you haven't signed up yet, get on there and uh, join the community. And we are about two weeks away from London. My goodness. Woo! So Hey, Dan. <laughs> not right now, Sydney. Are you uh, dumb? Uh, okay. Well, listen, some would say I, I should have expedited, but I, I, I did not expedite my passport uh, form. It's going to arrive. We still got time. We have over two weeks. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Stop it. Okay. You're, you had anxiety before. It has got to be a little bit level beyond anxiety. Well, when you say over two weeks, I mean, it's 15 days. So Dan is the it's one. Basically it's over. Two weeks. It's, it's over two weeks. weeks. Dan is the guy that arrives to the gate like an hour before the plane <laughs> leaves true. because he doesn't want to miss it. <laughs> this know. is crushing you right when now. Does this, <laughs> when does this become actionable? <laughs> I don't know. Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> Let's just go into the weekend because like I love the weekend. I love Friday. I love Saturday. <laughs> Sunday is great. Let's go. Stan has us not think about it. Signing off for Tiny Box, the mailman, the old boss, and the Bitcoin princess behind the glass. Till Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.